Not feeling as loosey-goosey now, man. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, sorry for yawning into the microphone. Anyway, uh, what do we got? It's a bit later than normal, 9.40, but guys, you're not getting up to do anything tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. I could record this at 1 a.m. and you'd probably still be bored and looking for something to do. I just had a delightful round of golf with my buddy, Sam. Jay, friend of the pod. He uh, He's in BC right now. And we played a round of golf, a nine, played pebble, the uh, the front nine at Pebble. And uh, funny enough, we drew even Steven. Isn't that nice? Yeah, we were playing on WGT Golf. I know I've mentioned this before, but if you're interested in golf, you like the video games, uh, it's on your phone or your uh, tablet. I myself found it in the Apple App Store. Actually, I found it years ago. I started playing it and then it, you know, sometimes games kind of they run out, you kind of hit the end of their useful life, even though there's still more to go. Kind of did that. And then I heard uh, Jack Black and Conan O'Brien in an interview, and Jack Black was talking about how he's been playing it and has been spending an obscene amount of money on equipment and, and clothing and such in the game, which is crazy, but I guess he has the money to do it, so go for it. And I thought, I used to play that game, and I opened it back up, and I have been real into it, real into it, every day. Play it at least once a day more often two or three with the crazy times we're in right now but this is not the toronto beer wait the toronto wgt golf podcast this is the toronto beer podcast and i have an absolute banger this is a staying home kind of beer holding it up for the good folks watching at home this is a wellington imperial russian stout that dark crimson red can oh it looks scary <laughs> You know, they say in Soviet Russia, beer drinks you. I don't actually understand that joke, but uh, sometimes it works. Anyway, let's crack into this and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the beer and I'll tell you about the style because it's pretty cool how we got this beer. Here, let's get some Foley. Hey, by the way, I noticed, let me look here. I think we're okay. Uh, my, my shock mount on my microphone, the... Um, the bands, the elastic bands that hold it in place. Basically what that does is it suspends the microphone so it's not touching the microphone stand. And any vibrations that come up the stand don't make it across the elastic bands, but they're stretching because they're getting older. And uh, it does look like it is floating right now, which is good. I don't know if you could hear me say that. Um, but I noticed in the last step there was a lot of banging as I set stuff down on the desk. So my apologies for that. Hopefully the technology is uh, is fixed. I tied some knots in the elastic bands to tighten it all up. Anyway, what do we have here? So I mean, pour it if you're watching at home. Uh, this is an Imperial Russian Stout from Welly. And if you are watching at home, let's not use the do not adjust your television joke again. Although it would have been better here because that's what Arsenio said. Do not adjust your television. I am black. Do not adjust your television. This beer is black. It is solid and opaque. Um, but no surprise, it said stout right there in the name, so we shouldn't have been caught off guard by that. Uh, it is a dark, dark black beer with a sort of tan, tending towards khaki kind of head. Um, gets a little mocha-y sometimes, depending on how and where you get it and how it's poured. 
I'm going to do the beer first and then we'll talk about the style as I continue sipping on the beer because I know this beer, I know it well, I'm a fan and uh, I'm going to want to drink it all. So stick our old smell holes in it. That's the technical term for nose, by the way. If you know the Latin for nose, translates literally to smell holes, I think. Or not. Anyway, this beer, man, coffee, a little smoky, definitely chocolate. Mmm. Something rum, maybe? Almost like very dark rum. Which would be kind of in the burnt sugar category, I suppose. But something about it made me go rum first. So, mmm. Mmm. Delightful. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So roasty. Um, obviously, black malts, right? But... It's not a beer that's made with smoked malts, but it's smoky, but not ashtray smoky. No, gently smoky. Again, coffee. Well, you know what? It's like French roast coffee, like smoky coffee. Mm. Honestly, a bit less chocolatey on the palate now that I'm really thinking about it, but quite a bit of burnt sugar, quite a bit. Um, yeah. Burnt sugar and rum and smoky coffee. Wow. That sounds like a not bad evening. Throw a cigar in there and I'm as happy as a clam at high tide. Um, yeah, definitely. A bit less chocolatey. The chocolate on the palate's more cocoa-y. It's bitter. It's um, like powdery bitterness as opposed to like milky chocolateness. On the nose, it smelled a little bit more like like chocolate, not like cocoa. Um, but on the palate, yeah, it's, it's quite dry. Hmm. The other thing, of course, it's hot, not spicy, not picante, not 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 spicy like we talk about with like yeasts and hops. But I mean, like alcohol heat, because if we can check. Oh, yeah. Eight percent alcohol by volume. I was going to say nine, eight percent. It's it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Or maybe if you're feeling faint, oh, you could revive yourself with a bracing sip of Imperial Russian stout from Wellington. Lingers, though, like I'm still chewing over smoky coffee chocolatey goodness it's uh it really carries on and the body on it's quite quite dense it's funny i, I had a can the other day too so i kind of cheated it's not as weighty as i remember it um now dark malts typically actually um don't contribute a lot of of body um to beer they can thin beer out almost a little bit um but but this one because at eight percent alcohol you need such a heavy mash to uh, uh, to get that level of, of sugar to get that alcohol um, it can be quite quite thick the, the the sugar content the residual sugars can can leave quite a bit of uh, weight to the beer um, but this one like I say I, I haven't I had one a couple of days ago and then I hadn't had one in probably two or three years before that um, so I don't know if my memory's a little off or if perhaps they've tweaked it a little. Uh, to make it a little bit more uh, kind of modern, but man, oh man, it's so good. Mm. You know what's amazing? I can taste, um, I would bet, and I might be wrong, but I would bet in spite of, or not in spite of, but in addition to all that smoke and chocolate and coffee and whatnot, um, I, I would say almost certainly Maris Otter. There's a real pronounced malted barley 
sweetness. It's, it's sitting underneath everything. It's like the the it's like the canvas, but it's notable. And uh, so Maris Otter is a very British um, uh, uh, malt, but uh, they might just be using a straight two row, but I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. Welly, get at me, Marvin. Tell me, is that Maris? I think it is, but I could be wrong. Uh, with regards to hops, couldn't tell you. No idea. Uh, likely a, a noble hop, possibly a British hop, um, Fuggle or uh, East Kent Golding, something like that. Um, if I really think about it, it's a little hard because the coffee has a tendency. Hang on. There is something could be a little leafy, but it could be, I'm not sure if that's the coffee that I'm getting or if that's the hoppiness. Um, it is bitter, but that's it in part from the, the bitterness of the charred malts, um, which do impart um, actual bitterness, not just perceived bitterness, um, but in your mouth bitterness. Um, and then th there would be a generous amount of hops in here, but certainly not as much as an IPA or something like that. Um, so it's hard to say. Not a lot of hop presence, but certainly some, some serious bitterness. And, and if there weren't hops, um, it would be almost undrinkable. It would be so sweet. Um, so it, they're, they're definitely in there, but it's not really a major player in the uh, the flavor component. Like I say, something maybe a little leafy. Um, when I say leafy, I mean like like dried, like um, almost like fallen leaves in the autumn. I don't know why I said autumn that way. It was an unusual pronunciation. Maybe I am as loose as a goose again today. Didn't have any of that coffee today, but anyway, um, delicious. This beer, uh, not as widely available as some of other Welling of some of Wellington's other offerings. Oh man, sort of two for two, man. Um, holding it to the camera, sort of awkwardly, so y'all can see it. Beautiful red can, the big Welly boot on it, Imperial Russian Stout. You know, very classic Wellington can now. Um, it's not as widely available because the style isn't as widely popular, but uh, if you see it, grab it, man. Oh, it's a good beer. This is a real banger. Um, but yeah, uh, LCBO, possibly grocery stores, definitely at the brewery if you're out uh, Wellington Way, uh, which of course is, well, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, somewhere in that area. I don't know. It's not as far as London. I can tell you this. They're west of the Don, but east of Manitoba. Does that help? That's sort of how I operate. So west of the Don, they're a brewery west of the Don. And uh, really, really cool. Mainly historically very traditional British uh, style ales and put a pin in that if you would be so kind. Uh, but uh, uh, they've, they have expanded in the past few years, um, more than a few, uh, but in recent times, let's say, into um, more new world styles. So, I mean, just reaching into my fridge. Uh, this is a Welly Upside uh, IPA, and uh, it's a hazy, juicy, tropical boy. Um, very modern style. Different looking can, too, but you will note, of course, if you're looking on the camera, there's the boot. Um, and this is a, uh, it's got a, a, a dirigible, I never know how to say that, a Zeppelin. It's got a blimp on it. And I'm wondering if it's uh, either the R100 or the R101. If you're familiar with Muddy York, Muddy York has a... Uh, um, 
a beer called R100, named after the dirigible of the same name. But what's really interesting, I knew a little bit about that, that it was this giant airship that flew from Britain to Canada. And there's there's pictures of it actually in the archives. Uh, look up on Instagram, Old Toronto. Uh, they do great uh, photos of old Toronto and also the Toronto City Archives has a great Instagram feed and a little while back they actually had a picture of the R100 cruising over Toronto I mean it looks like something out of a movie it doesn't look right but uh, but then listen to uh, it might have been a radio lab or I can't remember but there was a podcast recently talking about the story of R100 and R101 and they made it into a contest and I think it was the R100 was made entirely by a private company and the R101 was made entirely by the British government and I shouldn't be laughing because people died the R101 crashed real bad like this was in the days of hydrogen filled balloons think the Hindenburg but worse it was enormous and it just vaporized so anyway horrible loss of life and if anybody in your family in the history were part of that disaster my sincerest apologies and uh, and and regrets but uh, also it's a really messed up story <laughs> made for a good podcast I'll tell you that for free mmm I'm actually looking at some screens now. My friend Mike Jones is saying hi. Mike would be somewhere in uh, the prairies right now. Uh, oh, I used his last name, too, and that wasn't on. He probably doesn't care. He'll tell me in a second via comment. So, hey, what's up, man? And uh, good to see you guys. Some other people watching, too, but a look at the count. So, man, I'll tell you this. The pandemic's been good for the live viewership of the Toronto Beer Podcast. Uh, again, apologies if it's negatively impacted you through, you know, financial or life inconvenience. But, uh sure has helped the live viewership here let's talk about russian imperial states and let's just give her man let's just give her where are we at oh i can't even tell you because i changed my time on my thing oh youtube's got it 13 14 minutes we're coming up on 14 minutes great tons of time and we got nowhere to be tomorrow guys we got nowhere to be look mike says no worries thanks buddy um Russian Imperial Stouts. This is called the Imperial Russian Stout, but the style is the Russian Imperial Stout. And man, if there's a good beer story, this has got to be it. You see, here's what happened. Uh, and I'm going off memory here, and it's hazy. I could just grab my Oxford Companion to Beer, edited by the glorious and immensely knowledgeable Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewing. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to do it by memory. Look it up if you want. Uh, Russian Imperial State. It's the court of Catherine the Great in St. Petersburg uh, required beer from Britain. They got a they got a hankering for some British beer and can't say I blame them. The problem, of course, was that that beer needed to travel from uh, the mean streets of London or perhaps Burton-upon-Trent up through the North Sea, into the Baltic Sea, and into St. Petersburg itself. A wonderful city, if I may say so. If ever you are presented the opportunity to go, do. You will not regret it. But uh, I digress. They needed beer, and much like the possibly somewhat apocryphal story about how IPA came to be because it needed to make the long, lengthy sea voyage from Britain to India, and therefore, they made it uh, with higher alcohol and uh, significantly more hops because both of those are preservatives. They did the same with stout. So rather than making a 
three and a half to four and a half percent alcohol stout, mildly hopped. Very refreshing. Slake a thirst. I'll tell you that for free, especially if you're working down on the docks. Grab yourself a porter and some oysters or a stout and some oysters because that's cheap, poor people food. Uh oh, my cameras are both going out of focus at the same time. What's happening here? Do that. Oh, we're back. Okay, don't worry. Don't worry. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Russian Imperial Stout. So that's what they did. They made these stouts. And I feel like the first brewery that did it, if I remember, might have been Wells. I went to a beer dinner a while ago um, at Amsterdam and they had the brewer from Wells and Young's Inn and he was telling some amazing stories about making this very beer because it disappeared for ages and ages and ages and ages. Nobody wanted it. It wasn't a style that anybody cared about. Russians were all busy drinking vodka and Britons thought it was a stupid drink. So it was like for like a long time, like 150 years or something, it wasn't produced, but they still had the recipe. And so they took it out and dusted it off and started making it again. Um, this was quite some time ago by our standards. I think it was post-war. Um, but it was wildly popular and now tons of people do it and in fact for a stretch there Russian Imperial Stout or uh, Double uh, Stout as some American brewers called it which was obnoxious uh, no offense guys um, it was the real darling of the craft beer world sort of as people were kind of realizing that you couldn't just keep adding hops to IPAs and see where you got. They had to do other things. This really suited that that extreme taste um, profile, you know, big, hoppy, boozy IPAs. Well, what, what can you do to keep up with that? How about big, hoppy, boozy Imperial Stouts? Yay! And then, of course, what happened that was so adorable was... Uh, you know, we had IPAs and double IPAs, which is, I think, why they started sometimes calling them double stouts, which was stupid. But it was imperial stouts. But then anytime anybody made a beer that had slightly higher alcohol and more hops, uh, they would just call it an imperial something. And so, uh, you know, there was like... There, there was um, imperial... What was it? There was like imperial brown ales. And it's like, it's just... That's dumb. It's just a high alcohol brown ale. Um, I one time got Stephen Beaumont, um, writer about town, the OG, if you really get down to it, um, to throw a actually a very fancy pen. It wasn't like a Mont Blanc, but it wasn't far off, I don't think. Um, and by throw, I would actually change that to possibly whipped a uh, pen at me, hit me in the chest, if I recall, at an LCBO sensory tasting room um, because I suggested that perhaps somebody should make an imperial mild and it would just be a regular stout um he did not see the humor in that situation i think he was he was a little tapped out on the imperials at that point bless his soul haven't seen that guy in a while but i see him on the socials and he looks like he's doing well mustacheless he did the full trebek and uh, shaved off his mustache so good on you steven mm. anyway that's imperial stouts i hope you learned a lesson you were taking notes there will be a test at the end of this uh, what else have we got? Look at this. It's about 18 minutes. I just seem conditioned to just want to make podcasts that are somewhere between 18 and 22 minutes long. Um, what do we got? Well, um, I'm off right now. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that, of course, yesterday because I just did a podcast yesterday. Uh, I'm off all week. And I know I said this when I was on holiday, but when I was on holiday, I could do things like leave the house and go fishing. And I can't do either of those things now. Um I've been doing some work on some really nice guitars. If you are interested in the purchase of a probably 70s vintage, but their record keeping was really poor at that time, uh, Japanese made Yamaha FG 140. Beautiful, beautiful old guitar. Um, 
big folk guitar. It's built uh, to be like, a, I think it's supposed to be like the D28 by Martin. Um, anyway, I got one of those. If you're in the market, beautiful acoustic guitar and a really nice Telecaster. It was a Squire, but I really overhauled it, relicked it up, fresh electronics. It's somewhere between a Mexican-made Strat and an American-made Strat now in terms of components. Uh, really nice guitar. If you're looking for a real beautiful player, it's got an expanded switch on it too. It's a four-way, so you get series and parallel between the two pickups. But this, as I always say, is not the Toronto... <laughs> Telecaster podcast. It's the Toronto Beer Podcast, and I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, I was explaining why I might not make another podcast this week, but I might. Who knows? Keep your eyes on the skies, Junior Rangers, as my friend Jordan St. John says, uh, because you will get the notification on your Instagram or on your YouTube account that, hey, Chris is going live. Get in there. Um, and also it'll show up in your podcast feed if you miss that. So Lord knows you're probably listening to a lot of podcasts right now. Unless you have kids, I found my podcast consumption's really rolled off uh, since I've been home again. But I digress. Uh, yeah, funny mentioning Jordan. And actually, I see he's got a message for me here on, uh, on Facebook Messenger. I'll have to check just as soon as this episode is done. But I know for a fact, so Jordan, if you didn't know, um, also a beer writer, we were kind of heavily active around the same time. And then he's stayed active in different ways. Um, not so much on the blogging front, though still occasional posts for sure. Um, but he's also the co-author uh, with, uh, with Robin LeBlanc of uh, the, oh, I'm going to screw this up, Ontario Craft Beer Guide, Guide to Ontario Craft Beer. I've got the ingredients. I just don't know if I have the recipe right. But anyway, you get the point. A fantastic um, guidebook to uh, they constantly try and have every brewery. But of course, um, actual printed books take a while to turn around. So there's always new breweries by the time it comes out, which is like you might think they probably saw that coming because it's a bit of a, every year they got to make a new one. I don't know if they do it yearly now, but they could anyway. Uh, Jordan and Robin also host a beer podcast, which if you listen to this one and you don't know about theirs, that's interesting, but I'm not going to judge you. Uh, but look it up. I think it's called the Ontario Craft Beer Guide Podcast. Um, they're also into just keeping it simple. Don't need to dress it up. No fancy words. Say what it is. Does what it says on the can. Anyway, I know that they've been talking about they're interviewing some uh, original brewers. Now, I don't want to spill the beans, but I will tell you, I'll give you a little a little taste based on what beer I drank tonight they've got an episode coming up that would probably be a good companion let's say would certainly be more coherent because I'm kind of all over the map right now but that's okay uh, check them out and uh, other podcast recommendations um, you know they're they're probably like everyone and their sister has a craft beer podcast these days um, and I haven't really bothered to look too many of them up but if you want another podcast app I cannot say enough good things about the it was a radio lab um, series called Dolly Parton's America and it was really lovely even if you don't think you like country music, even if you don't think you like Dolly Parton, you should check it out. Uh, I think it's eight eps. You can get through it in a day if you're at home quarantined, uh, and you'll really enjoy it, I, I, I believe. It's a really cool ep uh, uh, series. So, so that's what we got. As always, uh, events? No, none. None. Uh, let's make an event. How about this? Okay, I might do a podcast later this week. I'll definitely do one next Monday, for sure. There are right now a handful of people watching live. Next time, if you're watching live, 
grab a oh look at this I'm actually just actually looking around I'm gonna have to be better at this if we're gonna do this for real by the way Mike Josh L again keeping it on the DL says hi because you guys are on different platforms anyway um, grab a beer get yourself ready sit back for a little incoherent ramblings of a bearded Toronto hipster about craft beer but then we'll have a little interaction. You could you can message me because I can see on the Instagram here and on the uh, YouTube over there, there's the ability for people to talk. Just say, I'm having a one of these. And maybe I'll say, hey, what do you think of that? And you'll get to hear my keyboard, which sounds like this. So you definitely know I'm typing. Um, I'm going to put that comment in just for everyone to see. It'll make sense. Uh, Josh L., Mike C says hi. I feel like one of those old-time radio broadcasters in a time of an emergency. Tim Weston would like his family to know that him and the kids are home and safe. Pass on the message to Tim Weston's family. It's heartwarming. That was also in a podcast I listened to recently about the uh, earthquake in Anchorage? No, Juneau. Might have been in Juneau, Alaska. Once again, incoherent ramblings. Oh, we got plenty of that. Anyway, I thought I was going to finish this beer in the time I would uh, do this episode, and I haven't even gotten halfway, but it is delightful. So here's what you're going to do. Check out Wellington. Support them, especially if you're listening to this from that fairly wide geographical region that um, is in enclosed by the Don River on the east and the Pacific Ocean on the west. And uh, if you're in that region, definitely check them out. And... Uh, <laughs> Look for them at the grocery store because I know their beer is there. Their special pale ale is like bonkers. And uh, the Arkell Best Bitter is amazing, uh, especially if you find it on cask. It's really good on cask. So uh, not a lot of that going on right now, of course, because everything's closed. So, uh, But bank that one. Put it in the back of the old head. Other than that, what do we got? We got nothing. We're going to have a party on Monday. Everyone's going to bring a beer. It's going to be BYOB. That's what the episode's going to be called. Uh, hopefully, I'll drop another one at you sometime this week, just because I can. Maybe midday, just like the one yesterday was. We don't know, but we'll see. Until then, stay, stay, stay safe. Stay inside, please. Uh, you know, if you go out for a walk, that's great. Just practice your social distancing. Make use of like the pay and pick up at the Loblaws, whatever you need to do. But uh, but be chill. Have a good evening. Oh, interesting. Late breaking news. Josh L., who is not in the geographical region bordered by the Don River on the east and the Pacific Ocean on the west, uh, has noted that he's currently, he's getting into the spirit already, uh, he's currently having a Lagavulin 11-year-old Offerman edition. That's uh, the Nick Offerman uh, whiskey which is a real banger of a whiskey, I'll tell you that. Nice one, Josh. Wish I had some of that. Anywho, take care of each other, guys. See you. I won't see you, but I'll hear from you, and I'll talk at you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with soon.